Welcome to the Luna Holistic Podcast. I'm your host, Geneva Robbins, and every month on this podcast, we'll talk about Reiki, as well as answering your questions on all things spiritual. We are gratefully located in Calgary in Treaty 7 territory. Thank you all and welcome to the show. Welcome to the Luna Holistic Podcast. My name's Geneva Robbins, and I'm here with Melissa Adams today. On this podcast, we talk about Reiki and all things spiritual, our favorite topic. And we're so glad you're here. Welcome. Thank you for being here, Melissa. Thank you <laughs> for having you. me. <laughs> Um, before we get rolling, especially because this is our first episode, I'd like to start with a moment of deep and true gratitude for the Indigenous peoples of the world, and in particular, the people where we live in Calgary, the Treaty 7 nations, the Siksiga, the Bikani, the Gainai, the Tsutsina, the Nakoda, and Métis nations. Thank you and welcome. And maybe we'll start with just a collective breath of gratitude. So everybody, wherever you are, maybe keep your eyes open if you're driving. Just take a nice deep breath and notice the land that you are on right now. Notice the deep, deep roots of all of the plants around you, all of the animals and birds and insects that may be living on those plants the air, the sky, the sun, the moon, just noticing all of nature, the water flowing maybe in rivers or creeks or groundwater around you, maybe even the ocean, wherever that happens to be in relation to where you're sitting. Just notice it in all of that and just sending a deep Thanks for all of the gifts that we've been so graciously given just by getting to be wherever you happen to be on the planet right now. Thank you. <sighs> Gotta love gratitude. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful it's way nice. to start. Absolutely. It's a beautiful way to start. Thank you so much for being here with me, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Melissa is a fellow practitioner at Luna Holistic, where we do Reiki. Maybe we can start by talking about what Reiki is and maybe how you got into this crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd love what, to. What does Reiki mean to you? Well, I think Reiki has just been for me, like a practice that I can always come back to. And it's something that has awakened me, awakened my soul, and it's been so life-changing. Mm -hmm. So I first kind of experienced or learned and heard of Reiki when I still lived in Ontario and my massage therapist was attuned to Reiki, but I never went to see her for that, actually, although she was magical. Every time I went to see her, I would kind of open up to her and I would ask her questions. I would ask her questions about spirituality. Like I was in my 
getting into my later 20s when I started kind of asking these questions. So I always just felt better. Whenever I would see her, I always felt better afterwards. Like the world was a little brighter um, Mm. after spending my hour with her. And then I went through some big changes and shifts in my life. And I actually saw another lady for a Reiki session still living in Ontario. And it was like, I think my intention was to feel uh, seen and to feel beautiful and sexy. And during that session, I ended up seeing some colors at the start. And like, just with my eyes closed, I experienced some colors. And then I fell asleep or whatever happens. You want to call it sleep, but maybe it's not quite sleep. It's like I went pretty deep. And then afterwards, I felt a little bit more relaxed. And like, I think it was a week or two later, I ended up driving to Calgary by myself and just kind of picking up and going on an adventure. Yeah, by the time I got out here, it had taken me some time because I was exploring, you know, taking my time. And then once I got to Calgary and started to settle in, I was still looking for my purpose. I didn't want to work somewhere that I hated. I wanted to do something that I loved. And I was really lost at this point. And I I felt like there was something that had pulled me toward uprooting my life and moving to Calgary. So I kind of, it wasn't an easy journey for sure. And I was kind of feeling lost and sad, but um, I know I was searching and I remember being in like a gem shop and seeing the Luna Holistic Flyer and it caught my eye, the colors, something about it. And I ended up bringing it home and putting it on my dresser. And then I don't know, like a month later or something like this, I was back in that same gem shop, looking at crystals and things, cards. And the flyer caught my eye again and I had popped it in my purse. And when I brought it home, I had noticed that I had already brought that flyer home. And it just felt like I was seeing these signs all the time. And whenever Mm -hmm. something synchronistic happened like that, I would just follow it. And so I called you (laughs) because I was like, maybe I just need to learn Reiki. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you answered and you were like, yeah, class starts like tomorrow or in two days or something like that. And I was like, (laughs) okay, well, here we go. So that was kind of my journey of learning Reiki. And it was interesting because I didn't even really know about the chakra system. Like Mm -hmm. I was just noticing that life kind of seemed magical to me. Like it was, I was finding that the things that used to make me happy, like going out, partying, like just frivolous things didn't work for me anymore. And I was looking for a deeper connection. Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of like, it was where I started uh, my journey and taught me so much, Mm -hmm. so much about grounding, presence, releasing trauma from childhood and my past that kind of felt stuck in my body and it's still a journey it is and you never stop learning about reiki i love that no you don't i love all parts of that story particularly if there are any entrepreneurs out there is like take heart because when melissa called me i was like desperately trying to find my car to go 
sweating with my bag over my shoulder, going up and down the hill, trying to find this mystery car that would take me to my appointment and really hoping beyond hope that, you know, this sort of, you know, I had just opened the Luna Holistic Center and just like, please make this work. Like I've put everything into this venture and I really want this to work. And class was starting and I had a couple of students and I was like, and then Melissa called and it was just like, see, the universe has got your back. And I always think like what you're seeking is seeking you is such a neat little side lesson in, in that is like, while you were searching for something that could help you, I was also searching for like, am I on the right track here? Like, am I doing the right thing? And then, and then you called like in a moment of like, I was completely flustered and kind of put it together. And I'm like, yes, yes, of course you can start. (laughs) (laughs) I have no means of taking your information. I don't even know where a pen is. Like, can you please text me and I will send you the information. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get you registered as soon as I can. So so yeah, so I just wanted to put a little call out there. So if there are people who are listening who maybe are starting a Reiki practice or starting a holistic business or got one going and you just, it's your dream to, to do that. I just think there is this like divine synchronicity that happens that draws sort of the helpers to the ones who need the help. And then the cycle of helping to me is always that the once you've received the help, then you go on to help others with it, which is kind of the beautiful thing about Reiki is that it's a gift that's meant to be given away. So we teach other people to become, you know, Reiki masters, we share our gifts. And to me, the ultimate is to help a person so well that they no longer need your help, but maybe they just come by because they like it. <laughs> thank you for sharing your your story to get to get here Um, I agree Reiki is so transformational and it it just it has so many lessons and gifts in it it's like to me it's like a doorway to the divine it helps you open up to sort of the mystery and magic that's beyond beyond the the moment you know that it runs deeper into the you know fabric of space and time and we sort of tap into this timeless universal life force energy and as reiki practitioners we we learn to channel that and and in that process there's so many there's so many lessons, there's so much information that's given, there's clarity, the sort of to me, it sort of helps you connect to those sort of epiphany and eureka moments on a regular basis. So instead of waiting around in the shower for your divine stroke of insight, you know, you you can actually create the conditions where you can open up to sort of those magical ideas popping into your head where you can connect things that, you know, where you struggle. For me, Reiki's been, yeah, life-changing. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I love talking about all all of these things. And I and one of our sort of main topics for today is how this big question, which is probably on a lot of people's minds, 
with the amount of change that we've had to deal with in the planet over the past couple of years. And it just seems like a constant, never-ending thing sometimes, <laughs> you know, just when you think life has gotten steady and stable and predictable, something else happens, which just seems to be the times we're living in, you know, so sometimes it's just about leaning into it, but this, this idea of like how to stay grounded and present while everything is changing. And uh, Melissa, I'm curious how, like, what is part of your practice to help you? Like, what do you do when you feel flustered and confuzzled by life and everything seems like it's slipping sideways? <laughs> you, <laughs> how do you avoid falling flat on your face and get rooted and grounded again? <laughs> like what helps you hit the reset button? Well, Reiki, um, I booked a session with you yesterday and that was amazing. It was like, well, just to kind of let everybody hear what my experience was just yesterday. And then I'll give you like maybe a daily practice that I also do as well. But like right. I am getting married, as you know, in literally a week and a day. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of moving parts around me. The mind can really get going about things like just, you know, worry. And when I came and sat down with you yesterday for my Reiki session, I just kind of was like, I could see and feel myself just like going on and this and this and this. And you as my Reiki master and practitioner were, you know, listening intently and holding space for me and then like seeing my highest good and seeing me so happy on my wedding day and you held that while I was like dit, 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 like going on about <laughs> you know whatever and you kind of like stayed in high vibration up here and you allowed me to join you up there and then during my session it just I just felt so loved and calm and empowered because you had helped me set my intention. And then it's like, I became that intention. I became this grounded, happy, joyful, present master of myself. Mm -hmm. um, so that was just so beautiful. That was a way to come back to like what's important and who I am and like that I'm grounded and powerful. Mm -hmm. So sometimes if the momentum's high, maybe it's like, going and having a Reiki session with someone or, you know, finding someone in your team to help. Um, mm -hmm. But daily practice, I would say, is always like grounding. I think that's one thing that I learned when I was learning Reiki, just level one basics of learning how to ground myself and really like planting my feet on the earth and just allowing that presence and that sturdy earth energy to move through me. And just slowing down, you know, remembering to take a breath and meditation, even guided, even 10 minutes, mm -hmm. you know, even if it's so hard, I can't even get out of bed. Even if I can't, I'll lay there and listen to something. I love Sam Harris. I love mm -hmm. um, the meditations on the Luna Holistic website, like Insight Timer. There are so many different guided meditations that can just bring us back to mindfulness. And I don't think that it matters how long, how many years someone's been a meditator for. 
or if you're just beginning, I think like a guided meditation when the mind is going bonkers can just bring me back to my breath and presence and just hearing someone's steady voice is sometimes Mm -hmm. what I need early in the morning, especially right now with everything going on and all this change. Mm -hmm. How about you? Do you have a practice? I do. (laughs) I have many (laughs) and multiple (laughs) because I need all of the help I can get. Um, Yeah, it's funny how quickly your mind can like just spin you right off center. That's what I find is like left untended. My mind is is a rascal and says mean things about me all of the time. (laughs) So Mm. to, to really be gentle with all of that. So yeah, I totally agree with you. Like when things are really, really shaken up, I go, I go and get help from others. Like that is a big, a big piece of my practice is asking for help can be like the world's hardest thing, especially when we've been trained to, you know, pick yourself up and keep on going and, you know, don't stumble or fall or let anybody see you stumble or fall. And certainly don't ask for help when you're like flat on your face in the muck. So a big part for my healing journey has been to ask for help. So I book myself in for sessions. I I make sure I go to my chiropractor because sometimes just as simple as that of just like, are you in alignment? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, and then just the power of having somebody just listen to your story is really amazing. Somebody who can listen without an agenda is a big gift. And then Reiki, of course, on top of that, is just like so sweet. So that's a big part of it. And then also to getting out in nature has been a huge, huge thing for me. It works when nothing else works. So, you know, we're living in COVID times and I got COVID at the end, at the end of COVID, I got it and it sucks and I'm recovering and I felt pretty pathetic and miserable and felt extremely sorry for myself for quite a long time. And for me and our family, it's getting to the mountains. You know, we live not far from the mountains here. And that is always the reset, like getting out of the city, getting to the mountains. And so I was like, I just told my husband, I'm like, let's just get in the car and go like, you know, like fill up the water bottles. And, and so we drove out and, you know, I wasn't up for much of a hike or anything, but just to breathe in the forest and be in the forest for just even a moment is always sort of this nourishing space. And that's definitely what I've heard from many people as well, like just having a special tree in your neighborhood park or, you know, a little patch of grass in your backyard or something that anchors you into, I find the vibration of nature is very slow our world is very fast. It's very flickering. We've got these little boxes that flicker lights in our eyes. And so we kind of are in this, like, we've got these like caveman brains that are like constantly flickering, like danger, 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 you know, and it just sort of bombards us. And then when we can, for me in particular, when I can take myself out of that environment and put myself in a restful habitat, you know, one that is, got a deeper, longer, and wiser rhythm, then just sort of let nature balance me. So just being out there, 
shift something in my brain. It shifts something. It gets me back into my body. For me, when I'm ungrounded, I notice it when I am knocking things over, when I'm clumsier than usual, when I'm feeling really tired and I don't know why. My mind is scattered or I just sort of feel like I'm in a bit of a swirl, like in an eddy, you know, in a river where you're just sort of like circling the drain. Yeah, (laughs) I know know. that feeling. Yeah. (laughs) So when what I feel energetically is that, and I feel this for myself, but I also feel it when, when I do Reiki for other people is that our energy sort of gets bunched up by our our mind. And it's almost like Mm -hmm. our bodies are just like carrying our minds around. We're not living in or inhabiting our body. And I think that's a really common thing. It's like when we get into that fight or flight state is that we get into this sort of heightened state and everything kind of goes up. And for me, I I kind of feel the energy with my hands and it's sort of like all the energy gets bunched up by my head. My shoulders shoot up by my ears. Everything gets really tense and I get stuck in my thoughts. And so sometimes just taking sort of a deep mindful breath back into the body and letting the energy balance. So one of the things that I like to do is this sort of technique about not trying to change anything, but just create space around what is sort of a, a mindfulness technique. And so whatever feeling I'm feeling, instead of trying to change it, so maybe I'm feeling confused or angry or sad or whatever distress I'm feeling, instead of trying to like take that and like throw it outside of me, you know, like getting rid of it, I just accept that it's there and sort of offer it kindness and gentleness and then sort of expand, breathe space around that feeling or thought and sensation. I get this image of like a horse in a little tiny, you know, fenced in corral, you know, like just barely big enough for its body, you know, where the, where the edges of the fence are really close in and how unsettled that horse is. If that horses are feeling then it's almost like, what if you can breathe space around that feeling and expand the fence, like creating space so that you can can move that fence back so that that horse, so that feeling has room to move. And that animal has the space to settle, right? It's like, and it goes from under tension and pressure to just the spacious feeling And this feeling of like, expand that fence so far that in a thousand years, that that horse will never touch the edge of it. And so just keep expanding it and expanding it and expanding it and expanding it and creating almost like using your breath to create space around that feeling. So it's like, it's okay that it's there. It's okay if you're angry. It's okay if you're distraught. Of course you are. It's just a signal that something isn't right. It's a signal to try to make things right. But first you need to create space so that things can move, things can shift. And then what I find is that without trying to change it, I get to a place where I can observe what's happening and it can be there. So if I'm feeling sad about something, I can I can let myself be sad. Sad won't hurt me. And sadness is temporary and 
it's okay that it's there, you know, means I'm a kind, compassionate person that cares a lot about a lot of things, you know. So the first step is like kind of creating space and sort of take this idea of like taking this pressure off. And then it's about bringing the energy down through my body. So just even noticing, so like even just touching your body. So like bringing your hands like down your legs, like smoothing the energy down your legs, you know, and then noticing the energy in the earth below your feet. So the earth is a resource of vital energy. Everything we get, everything, every molecule comes from the earth. Every molecule of our body is present because of the earth below our feet. And that energy, I believe, is a conscious, nourishing, ancient source of wisdom and power and strength. It is the literal support under our feet. And we always have that. So if you are under the powers of gravity, so even if you're on the space station, you're still under the force of gravity. You're always held in that vibration of love and compassion and support. And so just noticing that might be true and that might exist underneath you. And then very, very gently, and in Reiki, we do everything very, very gently. There's this sort of saying of like, no push, no pull. We don't need to push the energy to go anywhere. We don't need to pull it to go any faster. But just letting the energy in your body and the energy in your earth find its own natural balance. Almost like you, there's like two bubbles and you're just letting kind of through the process of diffusion, letting the energies find their own harmony. Some people like visualizing roots growing down into the earth. Sometimes you can feel like the energy is coming up to support you or that you're sitting inside a mountain with the peak of the mountain top of your head and this sort of wide base of support all around you. And in that sort of space, then it creates this place where you can come back to yourself and your energy becomes even through your body. So when the energy is even through our body, it's usually when we feel good. And I think of it as like, We've got this sort of chakra system in our body, which are basically energy centers that are connected, basically where all of our major organs are. And when the energy is flowing evenly through all of our chakras, we feel good, we feel balanced, and we feel nourished. And so it kind of gives you the space to take the pressure off and regroup and reconnect to something far deeper, far wiser, far more nourishing far more ancient than whatever kind of state we've got ourselves in. So it helps you put yourself in the long view too. So that to me is sort of how I regroup and ground or sort of the process of like coming back. And I might have to do it like 15,000 times in an hour to Mm. get myself there. Sometimes you just got to call it quits and have a good night's sleep and try again the next day. <laughs> too. And then I love I love meditation as well. Grounding meditations and Reiki are a huge part of my practice. But yeah. Yeah. How does that all Thank you. sit with you, sound for you? Did any ideas pop up when I share that? Yeah, that was so well said and so nice to listen to. Like it was kind mm. of like a reminder of all the 
all of the different tools that, mm-hmm. you know, we can use to be mindful and, you know, to come back to the present moment. I loved when you had said, like, you can picture yourself sitting in a mountain. Just like how grounding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to imagine. I did a cave tour once and it was amazing. Like we literally sat in like the belly of the the mountain and it was like cold and dark and quiet and so peaceful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And to to embody the the presence of a mountain, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that feeling of like, oh, it doesn't have to move anywhere. It doesn't have to do anything. It doesn't have to it just gets to be. And so I think when we get sort of really flustered, it's like we're trying to to do instead of really like being. And when we tap back into our being, that's to me where all of our knowledge, all of our our wisdom resides is in the deep sort of spirit in our being. And when we're in that place, stillness is there, but also it helps us connect with the place where the answers are too. And that sort of simplicity and coming, yeah, coming back to yourself and sort of dropping out of the mind space and sort of getting into your heart, into your spirit, into your soul, so that you can be in that sort of clear space. You know, you had said something too about when you were speaking about this, this chakras and, you know, when our energy centers are balanced, then we tend to feel better. Mm -hmm. And that really is so true for me as well. Like, you know, if I'm stuck in my head thinking I'm not in my body and I think like there's something to be said about like getting down into the body and grounding. Like there are some days, especially, you know, when I was younger where maybe I didn't even think once about grounding. I think it's a really powerful tool, especially if there are people out there that are working in the public or working with other people. It's like staying grounded within ourselves and holding that energy and being in our own bubble. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned the bubble because yeah, the other part of our energetic protection is sort of this energy suit we carry around with us, which is the aura, which is sort of our electromagnetic field. And this is a real thing. (laughs) And it's also a real thing. I've got a science background, so I always answer the science skeptic first <laughs> but we do we, we we've got these like nerves firing electrical signals through our bodies and we've got you know our bloodstream circulating sort of these salt ions all around and so there is a genuine electrical field that just comes from the physical body electromagnetic field and we know this it's neat that you're talking about caves because cave creatures with no light and many, many animals like deep sea fishes and things, they find their prey because of they have special sensors that can pick up on the electrical signals of the things that they're going to eat. So they can basically feel the presence of life around them and they can navigate to the ones that are tastiest. But we have this uh, this field around us and 
and it's called the aura and it's the sum of all of the energy in our body and it is basically our protective energetic field and it keeps all of the energy in our body safe so it's sort of like the plastic coating on a wire it keeps all of the energy inside your body inside and it keeps everything else outside and so it helps you feel like when we're in our bubble which is basically like our personal space you know one layer of the aura sort of extends around us kind of what we claim to be our our personal space bubble and in that field when that energy is full and bright and clear and we sort of tend to this energetic space beyond our physical body it makes us feel cozy yet able to expand and so it also helps us feel sort of more centered and protected and in our in our bubble right and and what's beautiful is that when you're in your own bubble not only do you feel cozier but it's much easier to get into that space of live and let live you are less affected by other people's ups and downs and more able to to compassionately witness wherever they are without taking that energy on. And it's very, very important, especially for sensitive, energetic people to tend to that energy space around your body. And I think it's even important to acknowledge that, you know, maybe we're more than just a physical hunk of meat shuffling about carrying a, a computer on the top of our heads we are so much more than the 3d self we are expanded and connected to all the energy in everything and everywhere and the aura is like a little packet or a container that helps you feel safe and clear and where your feelings and your energy can stay inside your borders and other people's energy and feelings can stay over there and it's not about being uncaring or unfeeling, but it's actually about helps you be in the most compassionate, centered and clear space possible. And in future episodes, we'll, we'll get more into how, you know, highly sensitive people and empaths can kind of stay in their bubble. And we'll talk about sort of like aura management and how you can keep your energy clear, even if you're being sort of bombarded by life and people with big energy. <laughs> we do have a question from Kelsey and the Kelsey's question is, Hello, Geneva. I am wondering if you can tell me and ask what Reiki really is. How does it work? Who can benefit? And all the ins and outs. So, Melissa, what what is Reiki really? <laughs> How does it work? And Good question. Who can it benefit and what are the ins and outs? For me, it's like, it was so life-changing because it, it's almost like, it is very in, intention-based. So during a Reiki session, say I'm receiving Reiki. So I would book an appointment and go in for a 90-minute Reiki session. And usually someone wants to release something, set an intention, like whether it's mental, emotional, or physical. Sometimes we feel these things in our body. And usually 
we're coming to get Reiki to feel better. So for instance, I hold anxiety in my chest, so in my solar plexus area. So I might go in for a Reiki session to see if I can release that block that's in my chest. And maybe during a session, I'll speak to my practitioner about what's going on in my life, maybe spend 20, 25 minutes just talking about what's going on in my life, maybe why I have that feeling of anxiety. And then I'll set an intention of how it would feel if I could release that block. Mm. And so usually the intention is actually how I want to feel and how it would feel if this pain was released from my body or from my being. So a big one for me is like, I want to feel peaceful and balanced and joyful. Like that's how I want to live my life. That's how I want to show up for myself and the people around me. So that's usually my intention. A lot of the times is to feel um, balanced, centered, at peace. And so that will be my intention. And then as I'm receiving who the practitioner is, whether I'm the practitioner or someone's facilitating a session for me, the practitioner is the conduit for the energy of my intention to flow through. So Mm -hmm. that peaceful, joyful, beautiful energy is surrounding me by the practitioner. So the practitioner might place their hands on my heart, on my head. There are different positions. Sometimes they can stay completely in my aura, but then I just lay down and receive. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like when someone's coming to receive Reiki, it's setting an intention of how you want to feel and then just laying there and receiving it, surrendering and just allowing someone to help. And Mm. I've noticed for myself, it just makes me feel like myself again. I Mm -hmm. must like come back to who I am when all the other shit in my mind, you Mm. know, is kind of released when I'm letting go of all that stuff that tell me I'm not good enough or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. like I come back to this like grounded, peaceful, awesome, bright, shiny self that I am naturally just because. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It helps reset to the spirit inside. To me, it's like letting the energy inside have more room to be, you know, from a practitioner point of view, I always think like that intention energy, it's in the everything. It's in that universal life force energy. It's everywhere around us, but it's also inside each and every one of us. So when, if we want more peace or hope or joy, that energy or that frequency is already inside. And as a practitioner, it's like Reiki creates the bridge so that you can kind of fill up, but also sort of nurture and nourish that energy in inside you. So yeah, it's like connecting to the higher self in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. In the physical. Yeah. I thank you for your answer to that question. And thank you, Kelsey, for that question. We'll be talking a lot about how Reiki works. And if you're curious, please check out lunaholistic.com because we have loads of information there. 
and you can learn Reiki, which is really, really cool. So as practitioners, we learn how to basically connect to the flow of energy that's in all things. And it's a meditation technique. So when we talk about Reiki, we're talking about the energy. We're also talking about the system. And the system is something that anybody can learn. I learned it. Melissa learned it. Everyone who has a desire to connect to something deeper can learn Reiki. We teach both in Calgary and online. So we do hybrid classes. So you can learn anywhere around the world and we can support you with that. And who can benefit from Reiki? So if you want to receive your intention, which Melissa had sort of talked about, if you want to get that energy to connect us to something greater, something more, all you have to do is be willing to receive the energy of that intention and be a little bit open-minded about maybe this could work for you. If you're a real skeptic, I suggest starting with a really cool emerging science book called How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan, which is actually about psychedelics. Seems a little weird to be talking about psychedelics on a podcast about Reiki. But when I read that book, I was like, ooh, this is like Reiki, but without the mushrooms. Um, (laughs) So what Reiki does is it can help you connect to a spiritual sense of well-being. And even if you don't have any sort of spiritual faith or background, it doesn't matter because Reiki is comes from the place that connects and is universal to all. So we'll be talking a lot about that, but that is a really, so mushrooms are the gateway drug to Reiki. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what I love about Reiki is that it's not chemically mediated. So, you know, once the chemical's gone from your system, the trip is over, whereas Reiki can keep on going, sort of microdosing on the universe. So if you're interested in any of that, that's a really fascinating book. And if you are not interested in taking any psychedelics, great. You can try Reiki and see if it gives you the same trauma relief, lifting benefits. There's pretty much no side effects. It's a lot like a facilitated meditation. So we help you as practitioners. We hold that intention for you and we hold that space for you to slip into that same frequency that you want to be in. So you kind of get guided help to get into that peaceful, calm, zen, wonderful state where you can kind of open up to greater energy within you and all around you. We'll be talking lots more about that. Thank you, Kelsey, for your question. And if you have a question, we'd love to hear from you. Go to lunaholistic.com slash podcast, and you can record a little blurb, a question, a comment, a mystery of the universe, and we will do our best to answer your questions. So thank you very much for that. Thank you for everybody who's listening. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you for having me. For being here. It's been delightful talking to you as always. We've got lots and lots of resources on the lunaholistic.com website, as well as links to all of our services. If you're curious about Reiki and live in the Calgary area, you can come in for a session, but we also do distance Reiki, which we will be talking more about in 
future podcasts as well. How does that distance Reiki work? Oh man, does it ever work? It's so cool. So thank you all again so very, very much for being here and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Luna Holistic Podcast. We're so grateful that you are here. If you've got a question, we'd love to hear from you. Go to lunaholistic.com slash podcast and we'll answer you in an upcoming episode. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And also please rate because you never know where your little five stars will go to shine light into somebody's heart today. So thank you very much and we'll see you next time.